Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Through education, motivation, and implementation, we will bridge the gap between knowing and doing so we can master fat loss naturally and help you reach your highest potential. Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. I hope you are having a great day, and I hope that it continues to get better as you listen to today's episode. But before we dive in, I want to just ask if you have listened yet to episodes 235, 239, and 241. If you have not, You might want to go back and listen to those. That's 235, 239, and 241. Here's why. Back in 235, I introduced to you this personal challenge that I've given myself, really kind of about slowing down my mind and doing something that I'm not comfortable doing, and that is 45 hot yoga classes in 45 days. I'm not a yogi. Yoga is new to me as of this challenge. They're 90 minutes each, so we're talking about 68 hours of yoga in 45 days. And interestingly, while I love the physical challenge, it's very different from my typical weight training and high-intensity interval workouts. It's very, very different. I love the physical challenge, but what I like more is the learning, the mental challenges, what I'm learning about fat loss that has nothing to do with actual yoga practice itself, but the mindset required for yoga, what I'm learning about self-discipline and motivation and progress. And in episodes 235, 239, and 241, I'm sharing some of those lessons with you, and I'll continue to do that today. But for example, in, in 235, I talk about staying on your mat which outside of the yoga classroom is about not drifting from the process. I know so many of us struggle with sort of this on again, off again challenge and feeling like we are either on track or off track. And when we're off track, we tend to kind of put our fingers in our ears, la 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 la, I'm not listening and not do the work until we get to the point where we're like, what is wrong with me? Why do I keep doing this? And then begrudgingly we go back to the process. I also talk about pushing yourself the maximum benefit coming at your depth, that point of pressure where we normally back off and go to that off-track place, right? That not doing the work place because it got hard. That's the point where we begin, not the point where we end. And then in 239, I talk about slowing down, becoming still. Instead of running away, instead of drifting, instead of leaving your mat figuratively or getting off-track, Just stopping and breathing and slowing down and getting a good sense of what is going on and why you're feeling how you're feeling. I also talk in 239 about setting expectations for your journey, for your progress, for your goals based on you and your baseline, your starting point, not based on other people, not based on some Instagram star or some blogger or anything like that. Setting expectations based on where you're at, right? 
And then in 241, I talk about breaking promises you've made to yourself. You know, the way we talk ourselves out of what we said we would do, how to build a solid foundation so that we're honest with ourselves, so that when we make a promise, when we make a commitment to ourselves, we honor that more seriously than we would when we make a promise to other people. And unfortunately, it's usually the opposite. So if you haven't yet, definitely check out 235, 239, and 241. I'm almost done with my 45-day yoga challenge. And yeah, I'm definitely going to continue yoga, but probably not seven days a week just because of the time commitment and my other workouts. But today I want to share two of the most powerful lessons I've learned through this yoga challenge. And more than that, I want to share how they apply to fat loss goals, to body composition goals, to mindset, so that you can be both more productive, make more progress. Well, I guess that's not both. That's three things. Make more, Be more productive, make more progress, and maybe most importantly, just be happier, be more peaceful. And the first thing is about comparison. Comparing yourself to other people. And dude, this is so real. And it used to be my standard operating procedure. I would compare myself to just about every woman I walked by. And oftentimes I would compare myself to other men too, right? Like I would always feel like I was the biggest person in the room and everybody must be looking at me. And sometimes I was the biggest person in the room. Oftentimes I wasn't. But either way, I was so fixated on how I measured up to other people. And nine times out of 10, this only made me feel inadequate and insecure and not good enough. None of my wins were good enough. None of my progress was good enough because I was always telling myself I wasn't as good as the person next to me. My eyes were far more often on other people than they were on me, than they were on my journey. And to be perfectly honest with you, that was one of the primary reasons I had never done yoga before. I'd always sort of thought about it would be really good. I, I tend to be not so flexible, and especially in my legs, in my calves, and in my hamstrings, I tend to be very, very tight. And so I knew that yoga would be good for me, but one of my primary reasons for not going was comparison, I knew I wouldn't be the smallest person. I'm no ballerina. I'm more, I'm more like a bull, right? I'm strong. I'm thick. I'm curvy. And in my head, I felt kind of insecure about going into a yoga class with these itty-bitty things in booty shorts and sports bras. Why did I feel that way? Because I was paying more attention to other people than to me. I was paying more attention to what other people might look like and how I would compare to that than to my own need for this challenge than to the ways I would benefit from this. My eyes were more on other people than on me. I was paying attention to them and their bodies more than I was to me and mine, right? I was thinking about their journeys more than I was thinking about my journey. And I see this all the time in the emails I get from you guys, especially in my fat loss fast tracks, because, you know, when we start out, there's all these people and people immediately begin comparing themselves to others. And I have to squash that so fast because it's dangerous and it's pointless and it doesn't serve us in any way, yet we do it anyway. And for lots of people, it's just your standard operating procedure. And interestingly, it was in doing something I wasn't comfortable doing 
that I really feel like I put this pattern of behavior to bed for myself. Now, I will say, even before this yoga challenge, I was comparing myself far less than I was when I was 350 pounds, right? But I was still doing it and it was still hurting me even though it was an improvement. And I really think that this yoga challenge really helped me understand how and why to never do this again because it's totally unproductive. So let me, let me tell you how I experienced this and then we'll sort of broadly apply it to fat loss and the way that many of us think when we're comparing ourselves to other people. So here's the deal. I am a stand in the back of the room kind of girl. When it comes to yoga, my spot was the back corner, right? I don't like to be the center of attention. I certainly didn't want to be up front in the mirror staring at myself, right? I've always been somebody that just doesn't love mirrors. So I was in the back of the room. Well, here's the thing in yoga about being in the back of the room away from the mirrors on the front wall. There's all sorts of people in front of you, right? Now, the front of the room is just mirrors. Don't put me there, right? I'll stay in the back corner. But when you're in the back corner, you're looking forward as you practice. What do you see? You see them. You don't see you. You see them. You see everybody else. So even when you're trying to focus on what you are doing, you see them. They're in your line of sight. If they start to lose their balance, that's what you see. And in yoga, you need a steady focus. You have to have a steady focus or you'll lose your balance. But when you put all these variables in front of you that you can't control, when you're standing in the back of the room and there's a sea of people in front of you, you don't control them, you can't control your focus, right? And there's so many opportunities for distraction. Even if you pick some arbitrary point like on a wall you can see, there's so many distractions in front of you versus being up front, looking at yourself in the mirror. Not only are there fewer distractions, but you fixate on yourself and you have a focal point and you don't have all these other variables in your line of sight that are out of your control, right? Your practice, when you stand in the back of the room in yoga, your practice suffers because you've put yourself in a position to focus on other people instead of focusing on yourself. So here's what I did. Totally not like me. I went up to the front. One class, I just said, okay, I'm going to be in the front row right in front of the mirrors. And again, guys, I am someone who doesn't like mirrors. And I am absolutely someone who never is in the front row row. I, I am an introvert, right? So I went to the front row right in front of the mirror and I had my very best class by far, by far, because when I was able to focus on myself, I was steady. I was stable. I was fixated on my postures. Everybody was behind me. There were not only fewer distractions, it was just me, but there was also fewer variables not as many things to, to make me stumble, not as many things outside of my control, like people moving around and shaking around. It was just me, right? When they were behind me, I couldn't see them. They didn't matter. They faded away. And what I'm telling you has absolutely nothing to do 
with yoga. When you are constantly scanning and comparing, you are not focused on you. You're thrown off by others. All these things you can't control. You can't control them and what they do and what they say and how they act. But when you're focused on them, you can be thrown off by them. Your energy and your attention isn't on you and your opportunities to improve your choices. Your energy and attention is on somebody else's journey that has nothing to do with yours. Somebody else's practice that has nothing to do with your practice. The most powerful thing you can do when you find yourself comparing yourself to other people is remember that sage advice from kindergarten. Keep your eyes on your own work. It's not just about the fact that we tend to not feel so good when we compare ourselves to other people, but it reduces our stability. It reduces our ability to notice opportunities right in front of us to do better, to get better, because we're not looking at that. We're looking at somebody else, and then we don't have the ability to see the choices right in front of us. Her waist size has nothing to do with your journey. Her lunch choices have nothing to do with your journey. And even if they did, and they don't, you will make such faster progress when your eyes are fixed on your work, when you aren't choosing to be distracted by others, when you're not scanning the crowd, but you're locked in on you. And yeah, your attention will wander, that's okay. Give yourself gentle reminders, redirections, eyes on self, eyes on your own work. It's no different than, you know, the the grade school teachers who constantly patrol the room during a test. Eyes on your own work. Sarah, eyes on your own work. Jeff, eyes on your own work. It's natural to wander, but you are in charge. Bring it back. And I'll be perfectly honest here. The other side of this is one of the most dangerous things I ever did in my life was to stop looking at myself. When I ask myself kind of rhetorically, geez, Elizabeth, how did you let yourself get to almost 350 pounds where even the big girl stores and the clothes didn't fit? I stopped paying attention to myself. Literally and figuratively, I stopped looking at myself. Yeah, I paid attention to my job. I paid attention to my finances. I paid lots of attention to other people, but not to myself. I wasn't watching. I was looking away. Literally, I was avoiding mirrors and both literally and figuratively, I was avoiding myself. I get the struggle here. It's not comfortable. I can tell you with 100% certainty that I was extremely uncomfortable going to the front of the room Having everybody behind me, I didn't feel safe. I felt vulnerable. It was scary, and yet it was my best practice. It is uncomfortable. I understand. I do, right? Now, here's here's the thing that happens, and this is the struggle. Oftentimes, when we fixate on ourselves and on our own journey, we start to judge and criticize ourselves, right? And so what could be an opportunity for growth becomes an opportunity for negativity. I get it. When I would look in the mirror, I would default to criticisms and judgments. I would find flaws and faults. I understand. I was disgusted by myself. 
And it almost happened subconsciously that I would think negative thoughts and I would often avoid the mirrors because I wanted to avoid that negative thinking. So I understand even now I can walk by a mirror and notice kind of automatic thoughts of my hips are too wide or my calves are too big. I get it. So then how do we overcome that? Let's go there. But first, let me tell you another another yoga story related to this, related to how do we turn off that judgment and negativity and how dangerous is it when we don't turn it off? And this is another yoga story. It's actually about one of my instructors. There's this yoga competition near where I live, and it's in a couple of weeks. And one of my instructors is competing in the competition. Now, she doesn't want to compete. She is very shy and she does not feel comfortable in the spotlight, but she knows that growth, personal growth, requires discomfort. So she's doing it because she wants to grow personally, right? She's doing it even though she's not comfortable. So the other day in class, one of the other instructors says to this instructor who's competing, her name's Andy, she says, Andy, do your routine right here in front of everybody. And oh man, she wasn't happy about it, right? And the whole way through, she tells us afterwards, she was thinking about how nervous she was and how she didn't want to do it. And she hated that everyone was watching her and she was afraid to fall and embarrass herself. And she was wondering if people were judging her body. And you could feel that tentativeness. You could feel that lack of confidence in the way she moved, in the way she, she hit her poses or didn't hit her poses. She wasn't stable. And more importantly, she didn't enjoy it. She was miserable. She hated the experience. So as soon as she finished, the instructor made her do it again. And the whole time she was doing it the second time, the other instructor who had made her do it again was saying, you love this. You love yoga. Think about how good chocolate chip cookies smell and how lucky you are. Oh, your body is beautiful and how lucky you are that it moves this way and how good it feels. Find the joy. You love yoga. Breathe in how proud you are. I get it. It sounds super corny. I understand. I'm not that out there that I don't see how corny that sounds. But here's the point. Your attitude will make or break you. Her practice was totally different. She was smiling. Her body moved more effortlessly. She hit her poses much more successfully because she changed the way she was thinking about it. Anything done with resentment and tension makes it harder, makes it feel more difficult than it really is, than it needs to be. And when we do things with gratitude and appreciation, even when that's not our default, it changes everything. When you do anything, whether you're focusing on your own journey or you're fixing a fat loss friendly meal or you're working out, your attitude will determine whether it's a good experience or a bad experience. When I look in the mirror and have a negative or judgmental thought, guess what? I stay right there staring in the mirror and I turn it around. If I have those thoughts of like, oh my gosh, my hips look so wide today, or my my calves are huge, no matter what I do, my calves are huge. I say, these legs are strong, and I cannot even imagine how hard my life would be if I didn't have these legs, or they didn't function as they do, or they weren't strong. Thank God for these strong legs, right? Or I'll focus on something I do love. Hey, you know what? I have beautiful eyes. I'm not comfortable saying things that are good about myself, but that right there is the reason I need to do it more often. That right there is the reason you need to do it more often. So I'll say, I have beautiful eyes. And I know with certainty that when somebody looks into my eyes, they see my sincerity. And that's a gift. 
That's a gift I have that I'm grateful for. Or if I find myself in yoga class and I'm thinking about how my legs are bigger than somebody else's, I sort of start to laugh at myself. I think we don't, we're way too serious with ourselves. I think sometimes we just need to lighten up a little bit. And I say that with love because I have to do that myself. But I'll be like, dude, what the heck does somebody else's legs have to do with mine? Those are her legs, right? Her legs have nothing to do with you, Elizabeth. And then sometimes it's more direct. Okay, so that's not productive. If you want to change the shape of your legs, change the shape of your legs. But that process doesn't include her legs. Leave her legs out of it. Mind your own business, Elizabeth. And if I say that to myself, it's okay, so what can I do to do that? Well, here I am in yoga practicing. And this negative line of thinking only makes me feel bad. And then I think back to Andy's practice routine. And when she's thinking negatively, it's harder. And I don't want to make anything harder for myself. And I know you don't either. One of my least favorite poses when I started this yoga challenge was camel. It's a back bend and you're, you start out on your knees, right? And it was really hard for me at first. In fact, because it was so new and so different and because I wasn't breathing when I was doing it, it kind of made me feel sick to my stomach and I would always dread that part of class and I would go into it thinking, oh geez, I hope she doesn't make us hold it for too long. I hate this, I'm awful at it. And then I decided to tell myself, Camel's my favorite because the easy poses don't force me to focus on my breathing. Like it just sort of happens. And so I need hard poses to get better at breathing because when I'm breathing consistently, it feels easier. When I'm holding my breath, it feels harder. And I need to do something that reminds me because when I'm not challenging myself, I don't forget to breathe, right? It happens naturally. So the only way to improve this is to practice it. So I would start by telling myself, Camel is my favorite because it's the perfect opportunity for me to focus on my breathing and I need that practice. And then I would say Camel is my favorite because I can see progress. And I don't really see progress in the poses I'm really good at, right? I'm just, I'm good at them. They feel pretty easy. The end. And so I like seeing myself get better. So Camel is my favorite. Camel is my favorite. You know what? 100% Girl Scouts honor truth. Camel is actually now my favorite part of the class. And this isn't like after a year. I'm... 30 some odd days into this challenge, right? Camel is actually now my favorite because I changed the way I think about it. Never in my life did I think that I would look into a mirror in the gym and appreciate my legs, but now I do. And I can smile at my butt. I like my butt. I never thought I would do that. I can smile at my strong quads that, hey, if somebody's trapped under a car, this girl's going to get on her back and lift that car with my legs. I'm just kidding. Please don't call me if you get trapped under a car. But the point is, I'm proud of how strong my legs are. And nobody else's legs have anything to do with my legs. They're yours. They're not mine. I don't need to think about your legs. I have my own one thing for those of you who think I, I can't possibly change my perspective on this, I get it. For a long time, I couldn't either. If you're not ready to change the way you think about it, change how you breathe. Change your facial expression, okay? If you are not yet at a point where you can redirect your thought to something positive, I understand. So start by changing your physical state. And what I mean by that is, I don't think you have to like, you know, start jumping around or do a dance or anything. When you feel tension or discomfort or comparison, start just by breathing more deeply and slowly, okay? 
When you find yourself feeling that tension, that judgment, that negativity, choose to do two things. Number one, breathe in really slowly and deeply. In through your nose, out through your nose, slow and deep. Imagine your whole body releasing tension as you exhale and smile. Just do those two things. That will help change your mind. When you feel that tension and negativity, and you can roll your eyes and not do it, and that's fine, that's your choice, but why do you want to stay stuck with this limitation? I know you don't, so don't. If you cannot redirect your thoughts and the examples that I just gave you, start by just changing how you breathe and your facial expression. I don't care if it's a fake smile on your face, it doesn't matter, or you can think of something funny or something happy or something beautiful. Change the way you breathe. When you do that, you will notice the negativity starts to dissipate. It really does. Changing that will change your mind. These aren't just ideas. These are things I really want you to practice. Keep your eyes on your own work. You create, you create instability and distraction when you don't, right? If you're not ready to start talking to yourself more than you listen to yourself, right? Most of you guys have heard the, uh, the best advice I ever received is to stop listening to yourself and start talking to yourself. Change the way you're breathing in those moments of tension. Change your facial expressions. But self-talk is a game changer. There's a huge difference between, oh my gosh, I suck at this, I hate this one, and I'm strong and unshakable, and I'm an athlete, and I want to get better, right? I would pay attention to the way I would think in postures that would challenge me, in things other people could do that I can't do yet, and I would think, I hate this pose, I'm so unstable in this pose, please don't let me fall over, is it over yet, is it over yet? When I changed my thoughts to a a mantra, like this is one of the things I do in yoga, and I do it most, not when it's easy, I do it most in the poses that are hard, I'm strong. I'm unshakable. I'm an athlete. I focus on that calm breathing because what happens when we have moments of tension, whether it's temptation with food, whether it's a hard workout, whether it's negative self-talk, we tense everything up and we don't breathe as much. We literally either breathe in a more shallow way or we hold our breath. Focus on just slow, deep breathing. It is a game changer. When we tell ourselves, and I, and I see this all the time in my fat loss fast tracks, this is so hard, I'm struggling, I don't know how, you can change that to, hey, yeah, it is hard, which means it's an opportunity to see myself grow. It's an opportunity to create a sense of pride because we all feel proud when we do something hard. Yes, this paradigm shift takes practice, but it is so worthwhile. Sometimes, We just feel like complaining and being negative. And if you do, I want you to ask yourself, why? Is it working for me? What do I get out of this? What do I lose if I just choose to redirect and be more positive? I know it's not comfortable. I know it's more comfortable to be negative because it's what you're used to. But is it working for you? Do you want to continue on that path? Are you willing to change your attitude? How do you stand to benefit if you let go of what's comfortable 
and you do what can move you forward, what can make you happy. I get that it's more comfortable to be negative sometimes, but it's not working. So do something different. Let's wrap up with what I ate yesterday. I had a couple of eggs scrambled with green onions that were about to go bad, so I wanted to throw those in there. And then I had a couple spoonfuls of coconut butter before I went to yoga. I get lots of questions about where to buy it. I buy mine on Amazon. I will link to what I buy in the show notes over on primalpotential.com. Then after yoga, I had bone broth with cayenne. I get that at the farmer's market, and I just kind of heat it up and add some cayenne. I'd love to add garlic, but I can't because I'm sensitive to garlic. And then dinner was crispy chicken thighs with Brussels sprouts. Brussels sprouts are my favorite. So that's what I ate yesterday. I hope you guys have a great day. I will be back soon with another episode. Hope you have a good one and I'll talk to you very soon. Are you ready to move beyond listening and learning and really change your life, really live into your highest potential instead of just wishing for it and hoping something clicks. I want to do that with you. And that's why this fall, I'm hosting the first ever Primal Potential Women's Transformation Weekend, Ascend, in downtown Nashville, Tennessee, November 3rd through the 5th. It will be a small group, but you can get your ticket and learn all the details at primalpotential.com forward slash ascend or by listening to episode 203 of the Primal Potential podcast. Here's what I know. Ascend will change your life and I would love to have you join me. See you this fall. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.